0: Welcome to the wrestling podcast that's not just for wrestling fans. This is Smart and Friends on the Two Finger Guns Club Network. My name is Zach, and I'll be your host. On today's show, we're reviewing a wrestling-related film, but... Unlike past reviews, there are no pro wrestlers to be found in this cast. The wrestling element comes solely in the subject matter. We are exploring Mexican cinema with a 1969 film called Las Luchadoras vs. El Robot Asesino, which is almost exactly what the title says, Women's Wrestlers vs. The Robot Assassin. And my guest, I believe this is his three-peat performance on the show, my good friend and host of Rocketman Explorers, the Rocket Man himself. I twisted his arm into watching this film with me and He'll be reviewing it, but not before we chat a little bit about what Rocketman explores is up to this second season of theirs. Back after this message...
1: Hello, hello, ladies, gentlemen and everything in between. This is your Rocket Man speaking. Connor speak. Flying back in to let you guys know that Rocketman Explores Season 2 is on its way. This particular season we're going to be looking at the subject of artificial intelligence. One of the many world-ending scenarios that is eventually going to creep up on us once the plague has finally had its way so we might as well start talking about it now before an army of Arnold Schwarzeneggers takes us all down. If you want to get the scoop of when everything's coming out, please follow us on Twitter at RocketmanTFGC. Join us. I hope to see you there. It's going to be a good time.
0: And we are back. Joining me today, you know him as Rocketman from Rocketman Explorers. I know him as my good friend, Connor. Dude, how you doing, friend?
1: Yo, I'm good. You know, just uh, still lurking at home, doing my thing. Yeah, (laughs) when I'm
0: not flying around in my socially distanced, hermetically sealed rocket, I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad that you've like taken the precautions at that and that your rocket is like uh, fully, fully secure. I mean, to be fair, you can't be more socially distanced than
1: closed up in a ship in space. Like there's nothing more distant from anyone
0: else than that. I mean, if we're at the point where, like, the coronavirus is infecting astronauts who have not been on Earth in, like, two, three years, then, you know, we're in, yeah, we're in trouble. Yeah,
1: it's a write-off. Let's just, they should just head to Mars, do their best, and uh, call it a day.
0: Yeah, we'll wish them luck. Uh, Best of luck on your future endeavors, and, uh, you know, take care. Yeah, but don't come back here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Rocket Man explores. you are yep. back for a brand new season. Uh, we are. Go- give us the elevator pitch, friend. Uh, what's happening this season?
1: What's happening is we're exploring the one of the apocalypses that we haven't lived through yet, because that's just what I feel like talking about. No, not necessarily an apocalypse, <laughs> but Stephen Hawking thinks it will be an apocalypse. And who was I? Who am I to argue with him? And that's artificial intelligence. We're talking about A.I., So yeah, could be our saviors, much more likely just legions of Arnold Schwarzeneggers coming to kill us, and just sort of all the various permutations therein. We're going a bit more out there in media. It's mainly, again, as usual, TV and film, but we're also bringing video games into the mix this season, and uh, yeah, just getting out there, talking about that.
0: Oh, give me a hint, man. What games are you
1: playing? Well, it's Mass Effect. Mass Effect has, I think, three... Different versions of artificial intelligence within it, like three completely distinct versions and ideas of what artificial intelligence could be, just in one series. So it 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 was like a no brainer for bringing that one
0: in. Totally fair. I I tried that once, like when back when I had an Xbox, they were giving away free games like every month to to gold players. But you know, I I heard that the ending of the third game was like such a disappointment that I just couldn't. I couldn't get in. I was afraid to take that journey. Look, look. Yeah, did it?
1: Did in the end, all the decisions that you made throughout the game culminate into affecting the end that much? No. Did I feel that it negated like the sort of hundred odd hours of storytelling that came before it? No. I mean, yeah, it was perhaps a bit of more of a letdown than could have been, and come at me listeners for uh calling this one out but gamers as a whole can also often be whiny bitches (laughs) and like basically they were like this game you know this series of games that we have gotten hundreds of hours of enjoyment out of and that you guys have put untold numbers of man hours into crafting probably the greatest single like overarching narrative and gaming and such because we don't like the end fuck you you're terrible you owe us all it's like they don't owe you shit like yeah, they don't that's, owe that's... you anything it's 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 like the george martin is not your bitch scenario it's like they don't actually owe you anything no they don't like so yep. but you know hot take
0: you know that's a that's a common take in all fandoms man you representing sci-fi me here representing wrestling and here we are talking yeah. about video games this is yeah. just a contingent of what can be some very bad fans groups of fans yeah. Like, you know, look at any, look at any like obsessive fandom, any like our yeah. deep fandom. I suspect part of it, at least why you and I approach it from that perspective, you know,
1: neither of us have done like wrestling or made a video game, but we've both done something for the purpose of entertainment. Like we both created entertainment and such. Mm-hmm. And so we understand like, the fuckedness that goes into that process so then have someone turn around and be like fuck you because it wasn't exactly what i wanted for us having done like the process of making something like that it's like uh-uh no 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 no
0: like that's yeah. not yeah absolutely you know on the subject of like what you're doing in this season talking about robots it kind of occurs to me that this particular episode of Smart and friends that we're recording right now could yep. almost be an episode of Rocket Man explores because we're here to review a film. Uh, we are watching a movie about robots. We yep. are also watching a movie about professional wrestling. Maybe these robots aren't necessarily artificial intelligence, but. You know, there's the ver- there's uh, we're on the line here. So no, yeah. no. there is. That's what I was going to say. This absolutely could not be an episode because there is no line. These robots are dumb
1: as fuck. These robots <laughs> know how to do one thing. And that's punch their way through cardboard doors. That's what the ro- and karate, two things and karate chop people. You know who else can do that? An action figure from the 80s. These are not intelligent robots. <laughs>
0: All the same, before we get into roasting the movie fully, let me actually tell the audience the name of the film we're actually going to be watching. It's Las Luchadoras versus El Robot Asesino, 1969 film directed by Rene Cardona, starring Regina Torre, Carlos Agosti, and Joaquin Cordero. And this is about wrestlers and the police battling a mad scientist who has built an evil robot and plans to build an army of something much, much worse. Connor, you're absolutely right. These are more drones than they are AI. Also-
1: Are they the police? What do they actually do?
0: Oh, dude. We we will dissect what their role is. Let's get into this. Yeah. Now, again, I have to admit, man, I had a challenge taking notes and annotating while I was watching this film because, like, we'll talk about why the pacing is so strange, but it's just so bizarre that, like, My notes read that I'm doubling back to a scene that we just watched, but that's not the case. We're actually just doubling back to that scene. Yeah, no, I
1: I gave up on that very quickly when it it quickly became apparent that the director didn't take many notes about what was happening from scene to scene. So why am I going to, (laughs) like, you know...
0: Well, all the same, I gave it the college try. I'm going to like, like, I'm going to try to guide a scene by f- scene. We might skip something. We might double back. And it's going to be a bit of like, this could almost be a choose your own adventure. If, uh, if we structure it pr- properly. I mean, if we were smart, we'd do like a Netflix thing right
1: here, but, uh, <laughs> with, um, with, uh, Black Mirror, what, what was it called? The
0: Bandersnatch or something, right? Right. We right. do like a
1: Bandersnatch style episode, but we're, at least I know I'm not that smart. <laughs>
0: I want to go back to that. That was a really good. Uh, yeah, that was game. fun. Yeah, I couldn't help but me be mean to the character though. You see,
1: I I tried to be nice. Maybe that says <laughs> something about
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> the the respective shoulder angel and shoulder shoulder devil to yeah, poor for for Seth or whatever his name may be that eludes me right now anyway movie kicks off the credits are rolling it's rolling over footage we're gonna see later in the film so we aren't really gonna jump into it but i will say this uh interesting costume choice for the robot which is just like an aluminum jabberwocky mask uh with like a trench coat wide brim fedora and sunglasses up like it's a choice yeah Yeah, he's very shiny he's unmistakably a
1: robot or possibly the invisible man like (laughs) he's he's either of those things and every now and then when he takes his trench coat off it's revealed that he has some kind of crazy like sort of motherboard on his chest but yep. yeah yeah it's a it, it, it's a look for sure it's a pretty also, serious look
0: if anyone's looking for like really easy halloween costumes this year this might be a film to consider watching maybe this the robot assassino will endear himself to you to be to be your halloween costume 2021
1: yeah you could definitely pull that off pretty quick pretty quickly and pretty easily
0: it's not like the trench coat or the mask or the sunglasses particularly hide the face like it's so shiny like you can't like you can't look away it's reflective it's
1: If if the trench coat, the sunglasses and the hat were meant to make him inconspicuous, it fails dramatically. (laughs) I mean, uh, now, maybe things were different in 1969, but I know that certainly now if you see anyone in a trench coat and a fucking like giant hat, They immediately stand out from the crowd. You're like, who is this person and what are they doing? You know, it's (laughs) anti-camouflage.
0: It's a big arrow. It's like, look over here. (laughs) Correct. Not to mention the gigantic silver head. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this guy is not sneaking around in any crowds, not that there are any crowds in this movie, but we will get uh, delve into where he ends up lurking. But credits end. Uh, The robot gets one last kill uh, before the sequence ends, uh, attacking a houseless person. His scream cuts to the screams of a wrestling crowd as two women wrestlers are in the ring. Yeah, as far as in ring action goes, it's a series of monkey flips and arm drags and snapmare takeovers, literally like the same three moves in succession repeated over and over again. The woman in blue who we learn her name is Gabby. She finishes her her opponent off with an abdominal stretch and the crowd goes wild. First wrestling sequence of the film, Connor, what are you thinking?
1: I mean, as you say, it, you know, while they were clearly doing the moves themselves, I give them credit for, it's basically just Gabby doing the same thing to her over and over and over until she's done. Like, yeah. you know, the, the the other wrestler didn't even get a chance to come back at all. Like, she just got pounded in the floor multiple times and then was over with. That was it, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah, I exactly. mean, I
1: guess it's establishing how good at wrestling Gabby is, or that's the idea behind it,
0: but... Right. uh Yeah. Yeah. It it, was all
1: right. I mean, they're clearly doing their stuff, you know? Yeah.
0: It only goes so far, you know, like, uh, I like when they do a wrestling match in a film because they have so much more opportunity to like do more wild things. I mean, like the current pandemic era of professional wrestling, anyone who's filming content right now is taking liberties with their cameras and doing like all these exceptional, um, things that they wouldn't necessarily really be able to do in front of a live crowd. Uh, so when they do this in film, I'm always like a little excited. I'm like, okay, cool. We're going to get like, um, you know a uh, wrestling match plus for lack of a better term and uh yeah this was That's not what z- happened here no just a literally the same three moves over and over again and they did them well but they didn't they didn't grab me like they grabbed the fictional crowd unfortunately no the crowd was super into it i mean like i guess we can also talk about like the like the the mexican roots of uh, lucha libre and like how passionate a fan base it is uh down south like you know that is, you know, true to form of, uh, it is, but from what I know of lucha, part of the reason they're so passionate is because the
1: luchador wrestlers are fucking bananas. There's and that like, too. These, you know, these, th- that, that, a crowd that's super passionate about luchador wrestling, I don't think would be super into just watching one wrestler do the same move on someone over and over and over again.
0: You know, that's a very good point. Yeah. I mean, like, I can't speak to what wrestling looked like in 1969, uh, nine down South, but like, you know, they don't, it's not even, I mean, a I can only imagine there were even
1: less workplace regulations than there are now. So I can't picture it being less, being
0: less insane. You <laughs> That's <know>? fair. Like, <laughs> that is absolutely fair. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, anyway, like this, uh, this scene, you know, it comes to an end. We establish yep. Gabby as a dominant wrestler. And, you know, we get a, a quick scene. She's in the locker room talking to whoever and whatnot. Uh, but it's we her, cut to her uncle, who's maybe her uncle, but also like, Maybe not her uncle. I'm so but, confused about that. Cause like I her, think that's supposed
1: to be her, except maybe it's not, maybe it's her manager, but I think that was her uncle, but maybe it's not her uncle. I don't know.
0: You have a point. Cause that guy invites her to, uh, to, to dinner. And that's exactly yeah. what the uncle does moments later on the phone. Uh, yeah. Very redundant phone call, but yeah. except for, yeah, whatever, for whatever well, no, reason. He invites
1: her to dinner. And then the next scene, she comes over because he didn't invite her to dinner to invite herself to dinner, despite the fact in the previous scene he called her to invite her. And she's like, What? Did you forget you never invite me to dinner? It's like, He just fucking called you to invite you to dinner. What are you talking about? Anyway, anyway,
0: I mean, it sounds like she's not taking notes as much as the director isn't taking yeah, notes. But clear, clearly, what this movie actually is about is the terrible, like, you know,
1: Tragedies of fucking repeated head injuries to like <laughs> wrestlers back in the day before they knew it was happening. She doesn't even remember the previous day's conversation.
0: Like, the hidden meaning you have found the hidden yeah, hidden meaning it. in this film. Just,
1: this is all about this is like that Will Smith movie about concussions, but in the sixties and it's women wrestlers and robots.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so it's practically the same thing.
1: Yeah, it's essentially the same.
0: <laughs> before uh, she, uh, Gabby chastises her uncle for missing out on dinner we get a scene of uh the the villain of the film the mastermind uh the master doctor uh the robot has brought the homeless person uh to the doctor's lab while the doctor is prepared to do surgery cut to after surgery connor do you have some words to say about the transitions here No, no 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 hold on we can't cut to after surgery
1: because i have some things to say about this surgery scene because it's amazing for one thing the way that his assistant plants every single instrument into his hand it's like he's it's like he's like he's slamming down a touchdown it's incredible like the deliberation behind it is incredible not only that but in every scene like he is clearly like operating down low on the homeless man, like on his crotch or something, because you see the homeless man's head and it's completely fine the whole time, and he keeps fiddling around down his crotch. And then he cuts the last scene, and they're bandaging up his head, but he wasn't doing anything to his head. He was clearly down near his balls the whole time.
0: So, like, there, you know, there's a lot going on in that before we even cut to the transitions. Like- I, I mean, I mean, in a way, I guess he was. Doing surgery on his head, his head, yeah, indeed. <laughs> but
1: then, why are they bothering to bandage his brain up afterwards? They didn't do anything to his brain. <laughs> but yes, <laughs> then followed by the the trans. I'm not sure if it happens after this particular scene, but by an intense thing where they decided to mask a whole bunch of the scene transitions by flinging what seems to be crinkled cellophane across the screen for like half a second. It's yeah. uh, It's an
0: interesting stylistic choice. You pointed it out to me uh, before we went on air, and it didn't. It, it only clicked to me that I had seen it after I had just like quickly reviewed it uh, before we started recording. But yeah. yeah, like this is a recurring motif, man, and it's like a, it's an interesting choice. But like, yeah. it's probably the least obtrusive device that they used for used for like transitioning from yeah. one timeline to another.
1: Yeah, it, it gets more intense because then. And and then we cut to as far as I can tell an
0: irrelevant character in this film like are you referring to Carfax? Yeah. <laughs> not not to be confused with the Canadian vehicle history review uh although it does have the same spelling. Yeah. Uh well no Carfax has his, has his uh has his point. I mean like the doctor is trying to make a whole army of Carfaxes that are just a little more obedient than him.
1: Uh, yes. And however it, how, however what I find interesting is I went, I I researched this and this same director did a previous movie with the same, like, and this is like a sequel. There was a whole, there's a whole series of wrestling women movies apparently. And this director did a previous movie with the same actor playing what seems to be the same monster, but in an entirely different movie with a
0: different story (laughs) for whatever reason. It's the Carfax extended un- cinematic universe. Right, exactly. This is all just Carfax's story, and we're all just living in it. <laughs> anyway, like the house, the the homeless person, he he died after that surgery. Yeah, uh, and it was like the doctor trying to make another person like Carfax, who's essentially half man, half zombie. Not really, uh, you know, he's obedient, but he's still a brute force, and like not entirely obedient in his own right. In discussing with his uh, subordinate, like, what are we gonna do? Like, our experiments have failed. Waldo, his assistant, says that they need to find smarter scientists to do this job for them. Yep. Uh, and the master says, that's brilliant. That's exactly what we're going to do. And we're going to, like, kidnap them and make them do our thing. Say what you will about the master, but, like... Good on him for accepting the limits of his own intelligence. Yes. Yeah. That's impressive. He, he did not let his ego get in the way of a good idea. And, like, he didn't fall into that trope of a villain. Or, you know, trope of just bad human behavior.
1: Yeah. Although, you know what I'm curious about? I didn't realize
0: Waldo was a Spanish name. <laughs> There's a couple of names in this film that I'm like, is that like, is Nelson Spanish? Nelson could be,
1: maybe, but no? like Waldo? <laughs>
0: <laughs> there might be some liberties taken with the, uh, with the names, but you know. He says Waldo. Like, that's what the master says. They got to see
1: Waldo. Like, he calls him Waldo. They're not just making it up in the subtitles, that's straight up his name.
0: So we cut back to the wrestling locker room. Uh, Gabby is taking a phone call from her uncle. He's the good scientist of this film. Uh, They're talking about going to dinner at his house. She's coming over. He invites another doctor who's in the lab at this time. I don't know if you caught who this doctor is, but we're going to... It's
1: the master in ridiculous glasses and a fucking weird mustache.
0: But they didn't close in on him and I never realized it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's totally him. It's the same... Which, again, makes it even more astonishing that his assistant had to come up with this idea, considering that he works in the same lab as this dude. Like, he's (laughs) apparently his own personal assistant. Like, I'm I'm amazed he didn't think of that before. Like, ah, we should get that brilliant scientist that you work for, that you know is an expert in this exact field to come and help us. Genius. Why didn't I think of that? I don't know. Why didn't you think of that?
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's just an absolute disaster, man. And again, uh, the doctor, um, I've, I have his name further on in my notes, but he invites the master to, uh, to dinner, to meet Gabby and whatnot. But, uh, you know, he, he chooses not to says, say hello to Gabby for me. And he just hangs around, and does science, but we cut, we probably get that cellophane transition we were talking about. Cause we cut right back to the evil lab and the nurse has brought a meal for Carfax and, uh, Waldo has found a genius, uh, for who's going to help out with the, with the, um, with the evil army of drones project. Yep. Um, now they, he presents the, the card to the master, which is like the most bizarre thing. Of course we learn what this is, but like it's a cardiograph, which yeah. they used to plug into the, into the robot and it is able to track down uh, like uh, the biometric rhythms of any given person. Okay. It's sci-fi. I accept that. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Yep. But, well, why does it need a portrait on like to identify whose biometric reading this is supposed to pick up that's a it's fascinating a, question you you know my background you know i have a props making background yeah it just fascinated me this little choice to have this thing be so bold and it was a bold choice almost yeah. as bold as the robot itself
1: yeah, yeah it was an interesting it doesn't make a whole lot of sense and i guess nope. that's fine
0: yeah you know sci-fi whatever yeah, moving on downstairs. and uh downstairs that nurse is uh has you know, she's adjusting her stockings as she's feeding Carfax for some reason while Carfax is watching this whole time. I'm wondering if this is a recurring theme in the uh, in the Carfax cinematic universe. He must be like ogling like he must be involved in all those suedo creepy scenes. Yeah. S- suedo? Suedo. Very, very creepy scenes. Pseudo. Pseudo? Really? Pseudo. Not suedo. I've been saying suedo for 34 years. Well, that's unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> fair fair okay well i have learned something today so <laughs> connor thank you for the vocabulary yeah. lesson
1: he watches her do the thing and then she's like you know and he's clearly some horrifying zombie thing and then she goes yeah. up and scolds him she's like no food if you don't behave and then opens just opens the door she could easily put this plate of food into his cage without opening the door right Puts, opens the door and then is immediately murdered it's like well, I guess that's sad. At the same time, I'm, you know, I'm pretty sure we all saw that coming. Like, <laughs> you know, that was that was not an intelligent character choice. Be like, let's open the door to the horrifying, like, half zombie thing after I've told it off. Yeah, that's a great idea.
0: Yeah, it was a, yeah, you saw it coming. It was just, you didn't understand. Like, she just full on turned her back to him. There was no precaution. Excuse me, my notes are all jump. This is what I'm talking about. This is where I'm going to start like doubling back. Well, i like, did he, I read this the already? The bastard
1: walks in, finds her dead, and proceeds. And his reaction he finds Carfax cowering in a corner, grabs a bullwhip, and goes full BD- BDSM on his ass. Yep. And that's it. That goes from there. Exactly. And then, yeah. and then we cut to the first, like, sort of strange transition of our- Gabby coming to talk to her uncle to invite herself over for dinner even though he just called to invite her to dinner. And yeah,
0: this is my recurring problem with the with the pacing of this film. Every scene feels like it's just designed to transition to the next scene. And it creates this whole feedback loop of like what scenes matter and what scenes don't. What scene is just there so we have time to get Gabby from the locker room to her uncle's house. Yeah. And it's, it's bizarre and jarring. Uh, one thing we did miss, of course, they installed the biometric rhythm, the, uh, the cardiograph into the robot to tr- chase down. Uh, oh, here's his name. Dr. Reyna. Dr. Raina is the name of, uh, of the uncle in question. Dr. Raina. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah. Again, she's there. She's chastising her uncle. Robot busts through the door. He comes in. Yeah. First karate chop of his, the film.
1: He uses his signature move, which is breaking through the door and
0: then karate chopping everybody. <laughs> and, like... A really bad karate chop too like this yeah. is not convincing to anyone watching no I- i'm also impressed
1: that everybody in this movie is so horrified by the robot's appearance that they're willing to just stand still and stare at the robot until he <laughs> approaches them to get into karate chop range like <laughs> the uncle at any point had time to flee from this monstrosity but he he doesn't nobody ever does they just stare at it until it gets into the into shot and and awkwardly karate chops them
0: <laughs> yeah it just downs them. I wonder if it's if that's like because of the mask or something. Like the actor in question, like couldn't really I gauge. Couldn't, I bet he couldn't see. I like, bet he was just worried about like actually like wailing on someone and knocking him down. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I I bet he I bet he could barely see anything. Yeah, the robot downs uh downs the uncle. Uh, Gabby comes back in the room. She doesn't never sees it coming. She gets knocked out with another karate chop to the back. The robot he takes uh the uh, the he takes Reina. He takes Reyna away and takes him. To, uh, he kidnaps him, brings him back to the evil doctor. Yep. Uh, yep. And, you know, detectives show up or are they detectives? What are the what do these people do? Yeah. Uh, the big takeaway here is that Gabby didn't see the attacker's face, which is probably the only thing we really need to address other than what the hell are these these detectives and what do they, they
1: do? Are they are they detectives? They don't seem to do anything. <laughs> they seem to just go from place to place after someone's been kidnapped and go, well, that's unfortunate. Do you think of anything? No. Okay. Like, and then once his possibly effeminate partner goes, it could have been a robot. And then says robot like nine times. Oh my gets, god! And he brings that out of nowhere. There's no reason for him to say it could have been a robot. None. There's none. There's absolutely nothing
0: suggesting it was a robot. Even worse is like everyone like it's almost like a like a throwaway line for him and that's fine, but then everyone's it, like, oh wait, that makes sense. That no, makes no, it doesn't course, make sense. Of course it, it's a robot. What else could it be? Could be anything, could be
1: anything else. Could be a like, swarm of bees. Yeah, exactly. Could be it could have been localized tornadoes.
0: Like- <laughs> oh man. Anyway, like yeah, like apparently the master uh was Raina's assistant too. This is where I first realized that the assistant was in fact the master uh himself because yeah. uh, again it wasn't very well executed earlier on no. anyway they have a biologist now they need an engineer as established through dialogue detectives question uh the reina's assistant he says that reina had no enemies and uh but all the cardiographs had been stolen it seems like it would have been wiser for him to t- to like maybe send the detectives on like a cold trail like refer yeah, to someone he's, else he's awfully helpful He's very helpful, but like at the same time, he also just like doesn't he gives him a dead end as opposed to like sending him off track. I don't know. Not a lot of thought here.
1: No, he's clearly flying by the seat of his pants.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. For a master, he's like, you know, not very masterful at the whole cunning evil genius thing. Mm-hmm. He's got a, he's got a goal, but he doesn't really have a plan. And like that's how that's how goals fall apart, man.
1: Yeah, exactly. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta plan that. You gotta think that through. You can't just keep operating on the crotches of homeless people to get your results. <laughs>
0: yeah. Gabby is back in the locker room. Uh, she's awfully like, you know, in a good mood despite the fact that her uncle is missing. She's, yeah, uh, yeah, not like no real reaction to this at all.
1: Like. No she's there she's training she's smiling the only hint of it is that this new girl introduced is like
0: there's a sadness in your eyes It's like yeah like it no 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 she's uh she must have have like um like like an empath she must be like a counselor troy
1: this is counselor troy's great 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 grandma
0: i buy it yep yep that's that that's canon now that's canon in this film yeah again like you know they're practicing drills uh the pr- uh, promoter introduces uh the second woman wrestler uh hema nelson she's returned from a huge wrestling tour but she's still but the promoter still wants gabby to train her they become fast friends they agree to move in t- together it's all very quick a very quick friendship though well hold on
1: two things struck me one is that i didn't expect this movie to have a shower scene and not have any nudity i i just thought that was what was going to happen but what was more interesting is they're both wearing towels on their heads while they're
0: showering yep yep that's the choice yeah like, like uh, they, they, what like <laughs> there's no logic
1: to it no what? no no none it's it's like they understood the idea of a shower scene, and they understood the idea of talking a locker room post shower, you would have a towel on your hair, but they were like, we don't we don't have time for two scenes, so let's just put both of those together and have them talking after the shower with the towels on their heads, in the shower.
0: Like- <laughs> I cannot give you an in-character explanation for this. I can, at best, I can make a guess here. I'm wondering if, like, I don't know, they had to film a scene right after, so they kind of had to keep the actor's hair dry. But, like, no, we're not cutting a shower scene. We can't do that. Don't be ridiculous. But, again, this is the pig in me, but this is also, like, low-budget 1960s movies. Why did you have to have
1: your shower scene if you're just going to have them talking to each You could have just done this as a locker scene afterwards yeah. with that with the towels on their heads there's absolutely no need for them to be in the shower None. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're absolutely right there is no need but they gave it to us anyway and they gave us like, towels on their heads in the shower which yeah. again i'm just a choice Anyway, the robot, we cut to the robot again. He's received a new cardiograph, uh, which is going to be this engineer that he we understand he'll be looking for.
1: With rest- this engineer's picture
0: that goes into him is epic. He looks like he, he it, it,
1: it doesn't really look like the actor because he's got much more of like a Super Mario mustache going
0: on and all that jazz. But anyway, that's besides the point. The cardiograph picture looks like Robert Goulet. Exactly. Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> From Goulet Tamario, I'm surprised he didn't go and hunt Robert Goulet. <laughs> be a much better movie if Robert Goulet just showed up. Yeah, exactly. Although I'm not sure, I'm not sure what age he would be at in 1969. But I'm imagining he was like on the cusp of stardom. Might have been, might have been a fun little cameo. I'm imagining
1: he looked exactly the same.
0: <laughs> Forever Goulet. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Robert Goulet had never actually changed appearance. He came out of his mother looking like that, just very small.
0: I respect the transition here. Cause again, like the, the cardiograph gets installed and right away, there's no like lead up. The monster is like already busting through a fence and yep. approaching and approaching not Robert Goulet. Uh, yep. <laughs> He, uh, not Robert Goulet tries to drive away, but the robot just holds the car in place. Kind of very poorly filmed, rips <laughs> off the car door and just drags him off. He's yep. like, not even fighting. He's just like spaghetti arming, yeah, he's like ah!
1: you know, he, the the classic, like limp, limp maneuver. It's just like,
0: maybe it can't get me if I go <laughs> limp. It's like, no, it definitely can. <laughs> they could have accomplished the very same scene if they put a dummy in the, in like the passenger seat. And I think I would have like really respected that
1: yeah that would just have been
0: that, yeah that would have been great <laughs> yeah again like physicality is just overall lacking in a film about wrestlers and uh and assassin robots but you know yeah. all we can do is watch uh back in the ring scabby versus a masked luchadora uh same kind of takeovers over and over that we saw but hey the crowds at loving it and you're working to your crowd as a wrestler single leg takedown into a rolling leg lock um the secret service by the way it's established that these guys are secret service as was on a door. Uh, in one of the scenes that wasn't really worth mentioning. I liked it on the secret service door. It says private in the corner, (laughs) just so that you know
1: that you can't just walk into the secret service. It's private. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, bad. Yeah. And you know, they're in the audience, they're watching and apparently they're looking for clues because when someone goes missing, you go watch their niece in a wrestling match and you know, you'll figure something out from there. Um, but again, again th- are, these, are these people investigating the murder,
1: the disappearances? Well,
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Gabby finishes her off with like a very bizarre wrestling move. I, you know, I'm not going to bore you with the details cutter. Cause like, I know you don't really know the wrestling vocabulary, but yeah. for listeners, this looked like this was one of the most bizarre suplexes I've ever seen. It was like a perfect plex, but into a face buster. It was, uh, it was kind of cool, but like also like really sloppy. It was like, as if, I don't know, Sabu executed it or something. Uh, oh, but anyway, that's let's move on to actual plot of the movie robot takes the engineer to the evil lab. Uh, I'm going to start referring it to the, as the evil lab from now on, it's a cabin in the woods uh, back. Uh, and again, like that's just to establish the location, I suppose. Cause already we cut back to another scene and might be like, again, these scenes are all just transitional. It's driving me nuts. I don't even know how to speak about them. Yeah. Again, it's, as you say, there's no story
1: to follow. They're literally just, all they knew is that they had to set up the next scene. And so they do whatever it takes to set up the upcoming scene without following anything that came from like the scene
0: before or the scene before that. So it's just like, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It's just a, it's an absolute mess. So yeah, we're going to call them secret service from now on, but I don't really think that's uh, necessarily true, but anyway, they're in the locker room and they invite Gabby and, uh, and Hema to, uh, to dinner. Uh, they agree. Cause that's like a normal thing you do with like pe- people of interest in your cases, I guess. like uh oh yes then the phone rings the phone in the locker room the women's wrestling locker room rings so naturally gabby goes to pick it up but it's for the detective it's for the secret service guy arturo How the like what like who knew he was there
1: (laughs) how did this A, a why is there a phone in the women's locker room how often do they need to take calls there but even besides that case how did whoever was calling him know that he would be there at that particular <laughs> time? How did he know this?
0: This must be like a recurring ordeal for writers before the advent of cell phones. Like, how yeah. do I get them to communicate? How when, do I get when, them to communicate? The... Just, oh, it's for you. And no one questions it without saying, wait a minute, how is it for you? Like, <laughs> <laughs> and like of all places, too, like a women's locker room. Don't worry, Chief. I'm going to be in the women's wrestling locker room Don't approximately 8.05. <laughs> 05. We need, we need
1: to contact Rena. How do we get in touch with him? If there's one place I know he's going to be at this time of day, it's the <laughs> women's wrestling logger room. Let me tell you that man,
0: you just can't get him out of there. <laughs> <sighs> Cut to uh, cut to the evil lab again. We get we get a close up of a new cardiogram being installed into the robot. Yep. Right away. Cut to a new busted door. Karate yep. chop of doom. Another scientist has been kidnapped, yep. and the cat the captain's getting all upset. Like the captain of the Secret Service, he's getting upset because of all, all these kidnapped scientists.
1: He's getting upset at his two funkies here, who for reasons again known only to themselves, have now brought the two women wrestlers to the Secret Service office with them. <laughs> <laughs> and and just start going over the case with them. Like now they're now they've been sworn in as Deppardy's secret service officers into the case. Again, f- f- sure, why not? You it's know? like
0: you know this is the weirdest date ever. You know, like hey, you ladies want to come over and see me get chewed out by my boss?
1: Yeah, like, you want to see? You want to? Hey, you want to come to the private secret service office and then offer perhaps valuable insight into the strange case that we're working on while our boss that- gets angry?
0: And thankfully they did. Thankfully, like someone in this room is actually helping to move the case forward. She, oh, that's uh, it. Without them, it never would
1: continue. They're the ones that come up with all the fucking ideas. These useless Secret Service characters do nothing.
0: Yeah. Hema points out that there's no body. So like the scientists must be alive. And suddenly that becomes a lead for the, uh, for, the <laughs> for the. Which again, it's
1: astonishing that this has not previously occurred to them. Like, again, yeah, they don't do anything. They're like, oh no. yeah, that's a good point. It's like, how it, how did this not occur to you before? How are you in the secret service? What did you do to obtain this job? Like, what, how how do you have this task? If these <laughs> people, if I disappeared, I'd rather a five year old child come look for me than these two
0: schmucks. Like. <laughs> oh my god uh connor i have missed hanging out with you because your rants are always always top tier so thank you for yeah
1: you're bringing it out a lot of because i haven't been able
0: to rant for like a year and a half so it's just all coming out it's just- oh, back at the evil lab the master has called a meeting of all of his kidnappees Tells them that they are going to help him build human robot puppets uh, that, you know, building machines is too expensive. So he needs to make a whole army of drones out of people because humans are plentiful. Anyway, Reyna, the uncle, of course, he refuses because he's uh, he's he's gold hearted. Uh, So master's like, yeah, uh, there's the door. But surprise behind the door. It's the robot. And he kills Reyna with that karate chop of doom. It's a lethal karate chop, too. Yeah yeah he kills him and then again in a fascinating decision making process
1: gets rid of the body by apparently just leaving it <laughs> throwing it out a car door and leaving it in public to be found <laughs> to immediately drag more suspicion and heat down upon himself instead of just storing it in his gigantic laboratory that he has
0: like feed him yeah. to carfax yeah precisely it's problem solved like get get carfax to clean it up he's the problem solver of this group yeah 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 that doesn't make any sense yeah uh you know they dump the body gabby finds out through a phone call that of her uncle's fate she swears revenge uh the robot meanwhile is looking for a new biologist she she
1: swears revenge and once again i just want to point out my fucking moron secret service guys his contribution to this whole thing, this mystery of many people being kidnapped now, her own uncle being kidnapped, dying is going, I wonder who the next victim will be. Yeah, <laughs> like, Fucking thanks, man. Like, wow, that, that's real insightful. I'm glad, I'm really glad you're on the case. You know, you basically admitted, you know, more of them are going to die because you're not doing fuck all about it.
0: <laughs> it's, it's remarkable how, Yeah, you know what? I've done film reviews like on this podcast about other other wrestling films, and always the detectives are bozos that just can't do anything. Yeah, it's it's like a recurring trope anyhow i mean like the robot meanwhile he's looking for a new biologist immediately like he walks into an office the secretary comes on to him he just pushes her over she never sees his face uh and he's he of course busts through a glass door karate another karate chop and he we has don't a bi- see the
1: karate chop we just see him bust through the door and he comes back they, they've they're like you all know what
0: happened the know? karate chop is suggested connor come on
1: yeah yeah i mean yeah <laughs> oh, oh no oh you're right of course that's how he did it how else <laughs> yeah. would he do
0: I mean, he doesn't have any other kind of robot, you know, attacks. He only right. knows karate job. Maybe when he levels up, he'll learn like dropkick or something cool. But for now yeah. he's, he's down to karate job. Um, anyway, we cut to the detectives on the scene the along with the luchadors, this is the scene you were referring to earlier where they're all just like spitballing ideas. Like who could, who could break down doors with their bare hands and kidnap, you know, large large men and, and with no problems? And Chava, the uh, the second uh, secret serviceman, just like off the cuff says robots, and as everyone keeps looking at him, like he said something he brilliant.
1: A, we, everyone keeps looking at him, and he has a mental breakdown he has a, a mental going, robot! breakdown <laughs> Robot. <laughs> robot! <laughs> robot! <laughs> like he obviously thinks that what he said is insane and then everyone else is like of course that makes perfect sense it, 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 robot yeah
0: right i mean you read it as getting insane but like i just read it as, as him getting whinier and whine, whinier each time and frankly i respect both choices <laughs> yeah both have the validity of that i guess yeah. <laughs> We cut back to the evil lab. All the doctors are now in line with the master's plan, or so they say. Um, Chavez Chavez is the uh, biologist. He's hesitant, but he's like, fine, I have no choice. Uh, They're going to stay until they have the formula to enslave humans once and for all. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm ready to move on to the next scene, but like, I feel like the need to afford you a little space here. No, we'll leave it at that, because I'm much more angry at the next scene
1: in which they cut. Again, this woman whose uncle who raised her like a father has just died and all these people are kidnapped. And we cut the next scene of the two ladies cheerfully painting their apartment.
0: <laughs> Deciding on the color. Too Deciding dark, on too the color for the apartment. But like the takeaway from this scene is first Orlac comes by, the master yep. as we've been referring to him. Uh, he comes by to see how the, the investigation about his uncle is go. Uh, her uncle is going. And just by happenstance, Secret Service comes up with no sense and no regard for confidentiality, full on say to her, like, oh, yeah, we're going to go see, uh, see this cybernetic doctor, uh, this expert in cybernetics. Um, yeah. It's going to be fun.
1: Yeah, exactly. To a man who's, for all intents and purposes, a stranger in this investigate.
0: Yeah. yeah. And they're like, oh, by the way, we're going to do that. Yeah which again just tips off uh, tips off the master to uh, to do something about uh, Otto Rich, uh, the cybernetics expert in question. So he calls Waldo he Waldo sends the robot after the uh, after this auto rich character. We get a little scene of like Auto Rich and his daughter having a nice little loving moment uh, and then you know she's <laughs> the robot just busts in First he like he kills the daughter with a karate chop and lets her fall like gracefully onto the onto the waterbed then he walks into Otto's office uh and by the way he didn't break the door this time he was very polite about it
1: yeah he He opens the door on the way in yeah it's because they had to save it because he breaks it on the way out and they couldn't break it twice they did not have the budget for that in this film
0: Okay, we're well, that's gonna I'm gonna bring that up again in a few minutes, but uh yeah, they he, he walks into Auto Rich's office. No yep. problem, no broken doors. Auto Rich pulls out a gun. Of course, it's a mo- movie monster, so bullets are completely ineffective against it. Uh, but again, karate chop and Auto Rich is done like dinner shortly after you know the detectives and the luchadores show up uh they find the dead daughter and Otto rich but the robot is still there and we finally yep. get a confrontation between uh between our gang of heroes and this robot um again they shoot it no avail he just karate chops them all down one by one uh and just then he drives off with waldo well no he karate chops them all down until again our like strange java.
1: secret service java attacks him again presumably these are members of the secret service and he (laughs) attacks the robot by jumping on its back and then lightly tapping its chest with one of his hands while saying, please sir, help riding onto his back before he finally gets thrown onto the ground.
0: It's true. I, I mean, like, that's not even the most egregious physicality in this scene, because when Arturo pulls out a gun and shoots the robot, it's yeah. clear he has never held a gun in his life. And that's yeah. totally fine. But as an actor, you should probably train to hold a gun convincingly. He has it like his elbow is like attached to his hip. He's yeah. pointing downwards yeah, at a well, 45 he, degree he does, angle screaming. It
1: like how he saw like quick shooters do it in mo- Western movies or something. Sure. Right? Yeah. Like, but yeah, so then the robot leaves, and as his, and as I'm sure you're going to bring up, then proceeds to bash his way back out of the house for no
0: reason. <laughs> there's that, but there's that, but that's not even the the budgetary concern that I that I, I'm referring to, because yeah. again, we we cut back to the evil lab, and we have like a quick series of scenes. But what this establishes is that the Doctor Chavez, the one who was a little hesitant about the plan to begin with, he. Mm-hmm he demands a list of supplies to get something working and they give it to him. Cause I think he's on their side. Uh, and it, in like the span of 15 seconds, he creates a little smoke bomb that lets him get away.
1: And he just Batman's his way out of there. He's like, they're like, what's that do? And he, it's amazing. He, they're like, what's that do? And he goes, "This," And throws it onto the ground, like friggin' Walter White style and just <laughs> pieces out of there. This
0: just like, yeah. Dude. I'm so glad you made a Walter Wright reference. That's exactly what I was thinking. Uh, yeah. but Again, he escapes, uh, and for some reason, he goes to to Gabby's apartment. Now, did I miss something? Is there a connection between Gabby and uh, and and Doctor Chavez? I don't think there has been any established connection
1: whatsoever.
0: Nothing, eh? Exactly. No. That's that's what I thought as well. Uh, but either way, it doesn't like he goes there. You know, he uh, she's she goes to the kid to get him water, but the robot's already on their trail. The robot busts through the door. Bust yeah. through the door! Remember that. And uh, once again, karate chop or presumed karate chop. Gabby comes into the room to investigate. She's fighting the robot, but she's quickly hit down with a karate chop as well. But the door is fully intact and not broken to to splinters. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's the kind of production goof that it's I the continuity that work is. <laughs> yeah, the continuity at work. It's a regenerating door. Maybe that's all it is. This movie gave us robots. Why not regenerating doors and cardiographs. Something for everyone. <laughs> but what's really remarkable is this whole escape by Chavez accomplished nothing. He got to Gabby's, and then he got kidnapped again.
1: Yeah. It's a completely pointless scene.
0: Yeah. Yeah we cut back to the lab uh, the other doctors they're they're still kind of like in a cell but you know they're just being kind of held uh, as a courtesy at this point uh they say they may have might have found the equation that uh, that the master is after um gabby chats uh, about the robot with the rest of the team nothing is accomplished in all of this back at the evil lab the doctors present the solution uh to the master and he tells them to get to work like this seems like an act break like this seems like it could be the end of act But what act?
1: (laughs) Yeah, there is no act.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. It's just, uh, yeah. The pacing is derailing, but that's okay. Gabby also gets back to work with another series of arm drags against a masked luchador. Uh, Wrestling scene just accomplished nothing, went on way too long. And uh, I I don't know why they keep going to the wrestling scenes when they do nothing.
1: Also, after she's been knocked unconscious twice by a robot. You would think, you know, like
0: well, yeah. she's got to get her payday, man. She, uh, wrestlers had, work hard all yeah. the time.
1: Everyone's got to make a living. Yeah, that's
0: true. <laughs> but again, yeah, she's no selling the robot, but you know, back and forth with the uh with uh with her opponent, back at the Evil Lab, they put the finishing touches on a device that will ter- turn humans into human robots. The master says says that they will see the device demonstrated on Dr. Chavez. Master slaps it on Chavez's wrist. Uh, wrist and instantly he does exactly what the remote control says Uh, they have created the perfect human robot and the master takes control and overloads Chavez instantly killing him Mm -hmm. my takeaway from this scene is he has a fantastic fantastic evil laugh Yeah. yeah 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 it's like right up there like you can't go half half in on a on an evil laugh you have to commit you have to go in you have to dive head first you have to take a running start and he pulls it off
1: it's pretty great.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Arturo and, uh, and Shava, they're having brunch at Gabby's apartment. Cause again, they are the most useless do nothing secret service agents. They have ever been uh, through chit chat, just by con- conversation. Once again, one of the luchadors says something that triggers something in the detective's minds. Arturo has a breakthrough and realizes that Orlac was at the apartment when they were talking about Dr. Otto rich. He realizes yeah. that Otto rich, may be behind this whole thing and through this revelation there's not even a moment of regret that their lack of confidentiality has gotten two people killed correct
1: Correct. There's not there's not a hint of like, hmm, you know, maybe we should practice some fucking professionalism (laughs) from time to time. Nope, nothing.
0: No. Back at the evil lab, Orlak decides that since one of his cohorts now memorized how to build this device, that they no longer uh, need the blueprints and just gets rid of them entirely. That sounds like smart science.
1: Yeah, that's clearly, clearly Once somebody remembers how to do something, you get rid of all the physical ways of doing it. That's just, that's just common sense.
0: Exactly. That's how science has persevered for, for centuries. You know, like we just, you know, someone remembered it. It's fine. We don't need that. We don't need to read that shit. It's a, it's a, it was a choice. Uh, The detectives and luchadoras uh, arrive at Orlac's cabin and they're welcomed in. Uh, But it's a trap because they're trying to bring Orlac in for questioning. But again, The robot busts out. The scientists have a bracelet that which they put on Hema. They're about to put another one on Gabby, but she fights back, quickly slaps it on the robot. And for some reason, putting the mind control bracelet on the robot turned the robot against the scientists, who's now got one of them in a bear hug and squishes the life out of them. Whole thing devolves into a brilliant fight scene. uh, brilliant fist fight, i should say yeah every time they fall over anytime anyone is knocked into a single piece of equipment it explodes yeah and that's like- just,
1: just you know obviously how life works
0: yeah and that's all i really want from a movie i want things to explode when when things lightly graze them
1: and that's really absolutely
0: <laughs> Gabby rescues him as she breaks the bracelet off of him, as well as stomping the remote control, which causes the robot to overload and meet his demise. Robot is now destroyed and out of the film. And meanwhile, like, again, this is where the movie finally started living up to the absurdity of its title. So that's why I really like, okay, now I'm, now I'm here. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Now everything's exploding and people are like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, now we're into it.
0: Yeah. Orlac uh, runs to the basement while the whole lab is blowing up all around him. He shouts to Carfax to break out of his cell, which apparently he could do this whole time. Just breaks the chain at, at his master's command. Thanks
1: the question what he was doing in there the whole time. But anyway,
0: <laughs> you know, Carfax had, had simple needs. He just needed food. And what, what else does he need? I guess apparently nothing else. Uh, <laughs> Orlack is assumed dead by the media reports, uh, but he's seen telling Carfax to go get another female wrestler. uh, And if he doesn't, he's going to get whipped again. He literally Carfax literally just walks into an apartment, kidnaps another wrestler, uh, Berta rays, uh, which is revealed by a promoter. You know, I I was so confused. Like (laughs) they're just like bringing in another wrestler out of nowhere. I thought you could kidnap Emma or someone, but yeah. Again, this movie is I'm just sorry, I like how
1: Carfax should, like he's like, go get another wrestler. It's like, good. I know where all the female wrestlers <laughs> live in the area because I'm Carfax, and that's the kind of information I have in my back pocket like even though i live in a
0: cage in a basement like (laughs) and google doesn't exist (laughs) hey carfax is a resourceful little half man half zombie thing
1: well actually no i do the scene transition is literally him walking out like walking into the camera out of the lab and then walking out of it into this woman's bedroom so maybe he can
0: just teleport places oh yeah i buy that i buy that absolutely Try yeah, Fox can teleport. This is canon now. Yeah, unfortunately, it doesn't get explored for the rest of the movie because then, uh,
1: I, I, I'm actually rewatching it right now. He walks back into frame with her, and yeah, and
0: that's it. Then he's gone. There's no <laughs> door or anything. No. Nope. <clears throat> well, there is a, actually. It's a good point. There is a door in that bedroom, but he walks away from it. Yeah, he walks away from it. <laughs> Oh, teleporting Carfax. Uh, This is great. That's absolutely great. We cut back to the evil lab. Orlac has Berta and Carfax on a surgical table. His plan is to transfer Carfax's power and strength into, into Berta and put the mind control bracelet on her so she can kill Gabby in front of a crowd in a wrestling match.
1: And because apparently, if you kill someone in a wrestling match, it's a legitimate death and no one will question it. (laughs) <laughs>
0: i mean i guess like for all is, intents is this you're, you're the wrestling expert is this part of the rules of wrestling I, I well i mean like you know in the sense that wrestling is a simulation of state uh, of combat for example in a boxing match if a boxer is uh is killed like you're not going to press charges against the other fighter unless like there was something no more i
1: understand f- that but i don't feel like that's what the master is implying here i feel like that he's implying that the crowd will just view that as the ultimate victory where you just <laughs> killed your opponent
0: <laughs> i mean like you could have like done something about him wanting to tarnish her legacy or anything yeah. but they didn't really go that route me i just say that the actress playing electra looks
1: super fucking uncomfortable in that robot costume they put her in
0: like- i'm I'm wondering if that's even the same actor as the one that Carfax kidnapped, because like once, uh, once she puts the it mask doesn't on, doesn't like, look like it doesn't look like her whatsoever. Like, I guess they wanted like, you know, like, uh, traditional beauty standards for, for Berta when she's kidnapped and then yeah. like, you know, brute force monster, uh, as Electra, even though she's still half the size of Gabby. Yeah. And again, like this whole like last, uh, the home stretch of the movie, like this could have been the whole the plot of the actual movie I think like this could have been this could have been the yeah, robot because you know for some reason instead
1: of just now Electra fights Gabby they have this whole subplot where Electra actually fights her way through like the lucha series in the United States and yep. Mexico and then becomes the champion to take Gabby on it in, in some kind of
0: in, 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 again time we're not sure how long this has taken that's irrelevant you know, you got to respect the master's uh, commitment here because like now he finally has a goal and a plan. The plan is established through montage and whatnot. And like, you know, uh, Elektra defeats all those wrestlers in the series of like 30 seconds, uh 30 second montage. But again, he had a plan and he saw it through and I must respect it. Yeah. We get to the the final the final bout of the uh, of the film. We get Gabby versus Electra. Gabby comes to the ring first. Uh, Electra. I like this little detail. This was like very uh, very old school pro wrestling vibes. Electra is actually escorted to the ring by a police de- detail, which is like was so common with like a uh, a heel or a rudo who had like so much heat behind them, and like the audience wanted to see them destroyed. Um yeah. Anyway. You know, that's not here nor there. Once again, Gabby's going to the well in this match. It's announced as a two out of three contest, uh, falls contest, but that's really irrelevant. And never really comes to be in the plot in the movie. She goes to the well, man. She, she does what she knows. She keeps taking Electra down with a series of arm drags over and over. Snapmare takeovers, uh, Orlac is getting nervous in the audience. He's still controlling her with the remote control and everything. But then finally, Electra starts fighting back and she starts dominating Gabby, um, uh, Very strange structure to do in a final boss battle, I guess. Like, shouldn't you normally have like the bad guy kind of take control first and then have the hero kind of like build up and, you know, regain ground?
1: Yeah, but I mean, I feel like it's a bit late in the movie to start caring about narrative structure at this point.
0: (laughs) I'm I'm a details man, Connor. I'm not going to ignore the
1: details just because the rest of the movie has thrown them out. I don't mean you. I mean, the people who made this movie, they didn't give a shit about it before.
0: Why would they start now? (laughs) That's fair. Anyway, Hema spots one of uh, Orlac's lackeys in the crowd. Uh, she puts him in a headlock and gets him to spill the beans. Says that Orlax in the audience, controlling Electra, That or, that Elektra is a robot. So Hema runs in. She tries to make the save, but she just gets dominated just as easily as uh as Gabby was. It gives Gabby enough time to like kind of regain composure and get up, but instantly she just kind of like walks right in, gets put in a headlock, and now now Elektra has them both in headlocks on either side of her very critical yep. site. Meanwhile, Electra's about to finish them both off. Could have been the end of the movie right here. But the Secret Service, Arturo and Chava, they found, they found the master and they're chasing him around the building like a, like a Benny Hill farce. Like they're going through doors yeah. and like back and forth. We're just missing Yakety sacks, man. This could have been like a full Benny Hill.
1: Oh, yeah. Complete with like he gets to the top. The master and Electra get to the roof open the door to the roof, there's cops the other side, close the door again, Like, and the cops don't come through that door. Uh, can no. we also talk about So, like, they escape up into the rafters into the roof where it's dark, right? And they come out, they're like, the spotlight is ready. And proceed to turn on a, like, three-candle-power flashlight (laughs) that, like, very vaguely illuminates a shape up there. And it's like, it's the, like, that's not a spotlight. That's not even a light. That's a fucking desk lamp. Like... (laughs)
0: Even just like moments before this when uh, Electra and the and the master are all the way at the top of the stairs, he looks mm-hmm. down at, the, at them and all the cops, like there's a group of like 12 cops, uh, security, uh, the luchadoras, they're all just looking up at him. They're doing yeah. nothing.
1: Yeah and they sh- did no- yeah, nothing. And then Arturo's like, oh, I will go and face them. It's like, you know you could all do that, right? <laughs> like all of you could go up those stairs after him. It doesn't have to be one guy. Like I've- you could all do that. unless I'm much mistaken when Arturo's up there and he starts fighting, they all go and sit in the seats.
0: Yeah. I mean, they go to the, they go to the the ringside. They go ringside. Yeah. I don't know if anyone's sitting down, but still, yeah, that would have been great.
1: But that's but, it. Why, why can't they all go up
0: after it? Why do they have to stay down there? Better yet? Like, I forget who says it. It might've been Hema. She's like, one of them is like, Oh, but they, if we don't stop them now, they could stay up in the rafters for days. <laughs> like
1: really like, oh no <laughs> i mean i still feel in the end that's a win they're gonna have to come down eventually like <laughs> like like the, the threat of them like holding up base up there and like i don't yeah, know like the fucking phantom of the opera just like dropping sandbags on people and shit or something it's the like, oh, no.
0: of... oh the phantom of the lucha that could yeah. be it that could be something uh <clears throat> Anyway, Arturo is up there. He's getting in a, in a fight with, uh, with Elektra. Uh, Electra like, overpowers him and throws him over the rafters, uh, yeah. over the balcony, I should say. He's holding on for dear life. Java gets into the ring. He produces a rifle from somewhere.
1: <laughs> literally pulls it out of his ass. <laughs>
0: I think we have very different definitions of literally, but then again, I think literally is actually means figuratively in the dictionary at this Correct. point. So at this, po- at this point, it has changed. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. He pulls out the rifle. Of course, it's ineffective against Electra. So so Gabby says, "Shoot the shoot the remote control," which he does. That causes uh, Electra to short circuit and fall from the balcony, or fall from the uh, from the catwalk into the ring. Nope. <laughs> then the master is like, "Oh, I will have my revenge." You hear like and- the little like. T- Teeniest bullet shot. The teeniest. Yeah. Please, Connor. I think you have something to say here.
1: Well, no, and then he just epically dummy deaths his way off of the off of the raptors in truly spectacular dummy death fashion. Oh. Like full spread eagle, like
0: really impressive. <laughs> you absolutely cannot go wrong with a dummy death. We get no. Electra. Electra is dead in the ring. The master uh Orlac is dead in the ring. And the credits roll, sending the audience home happy. Yeah, uh, that's it, Faye. Yeah, Fay. What a film! Yeah, what a masterful film. What did you think, top to bottom? Would you re? I, I would rewatch this again if like you and I were in the same room and having like a like slaying a twelve or something.
1: Yeah, th- th- here's my thing: is that I don't drink at home alone, so like. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't rewatch it normally, but if we were there with like a twelve pack of beer, sure, why the fuck not? You know?
0: Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It's, yeah. Just, the movie like itself, man, not silly enough for it, No, it, they did they didn't lean into the essential ridiculousness
1: of the concept nearly enough, which is surprising.
0: It's <laughs> luchador's luchadoras versus the assassin robot. And yep. they didn't really deliver that. Like not uh, I only mean, that, yeah.
1: but the luchador's lost every time they fought.
0: Yeah. Yeah, full on just like full on karate job and and they were done. Yeah. Once the film like became as silly as it was promised, it was just too late for me. And again, man, that pace was just so disorienting cuz every scene feeling like it was just designed to be a transition for the next scene. Feedback loop, bizarre pace. I was like disoriented and again, couldn't keep notes. I couldn't keep notes. No. Didn't make much sense. No, but that was it. And that's exactly what this movie was. It didn't make sense. Promised yeah. us luchadoras versus evil robot. It's like if they, you know, it was like if there was no teenage mutant Ninja Turtles in teenage mutant Ninja Turtles.
1: Yeah. it's. Gotta, I, I mean, it would have been okay. It, it's not even don't make sense as in the entire concept of ridiculous because that would have been fine. It didn't make sense as in just structurally. That mm, doesn't
0: make any sense. Precisely. Connor, Rocket Man. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. Before I let you go, let us know all the details about Rocket Man. When does it air? Where can they follow you on social media? I'm putting you on the spot. I'm actually wondering if you know this. It's a good question.
1: <laughs> uh, well, no we've started our we've started our episodes every Monday, mm-hmm. so we're releasing new shows every Monday. We just had one release. Uh, what day is it? Today, it's today, uh, today is today Monday. That one today. Yeah, today is Monday. We had one released today. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at RocketManTFGC right? That's right. Mm-hmm. Isn't that? That's correct. Yeah, that's that's correct. correct. Both on, both on Twitter and Instagram Twitter and Instagram. It's the same thing. So you should do that because, uh, you know, there's some interesting stuff that's there. I, I would should. assume.
0: <laughs> you should also follow the two finger guns club on Facebook, which will cover all of your TFGC content, including Smarket friends, rocket man, explorers, foul mouth, and of course, 28 and 28, every February.
1: But follow it on Facebook. Don't actually follow any of us, you creeps.
0: <laughs> the term is like. Exactly. <laughs> all right, buddy. I'm going to see you real soon once we get all healthy and yeah, and we're getting
1: there. We've both been stabbed, or I've been stabbed, and you're upcoming. So we're getting there.
0: By the time this airs, I will have been stabbed. Fantastic. <laughs> that yeah. I got, like, I that got it. Like er- forbidden last words. Yeah, yeah. By the time this airs, I will be dead because I've been <laughs>
1: stabbed. Yeah, no, we got it early because Casey's pregnant and I'm fat. So hell yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, buddy. Talk to you soon. Thanks, buddy thank you to Mr. Rocketman for joining me on today's Smark and Friends. It wasn't a great time enjoying the movie but it sure was a great time gabbing with my old friend. Catch Rocketman Explorers from Two Finger Guns Club wherever you get your podcasts. They're only two episodes into this second season so you can catch up in no time. Follow us on social media at and Friends on Twitter at smark.mouth on Instagram and you know where to like TFGC on Facebook because uh, I just mentioned it ever so conversationally in, uh, with Rocketman. So so back next week, till then, friends.
1: This has been a Two Finger Guns Club production.